Welcome back to the Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. Remember, you have choices, and this is the one you made. Get help. Well, only a few, I don't know, 100 emails coming in. RAD at radradio.com. I think this one uh, kind of sums up where we've been the last 20 minutes. It's from Greg. Hi, Greg. He says, as an Air Force veteran. Thank you so much for your service. I cannot tell you how happy it makes me knowing that at one time I defended this country's right to have amazing debates like which brand of peanut butter is more patriotic. <laughs> Skippy. God bless uh, the USA. Hell yeah, yeah Jimmy. USA. USA. Uh, to USA. that note, Michelle says, I'm with you, Kyle. Skippy is my brand. That's right. It's probably because that's what I was raised with. But honestly, I don't like the GIF packaging, so I've never been tempted to buy it as a substitute. Whatever, you're a loser. No one buys it. And a commie. Yeah, the, the Jiffy wins. Somehow no, no, red, no. blue, and green is more patriotic. <laughs> I'm, I'm still lost on this whole argument on so many levels. <laughs> uh, Victor wrote in and said, uh, I don't know if it's just the Mandela effect. Everybody know what that is? Yeah, yeah, where you think something's happening in an alternate universe where you might like slip in and out of them because something's happening at the same time? No. It's no. like the Berenstein Bears is what people remember, but it's actually the Bernstein Bears. There you go. Oh. It's the misremembering of a specific fact. It goes all the way back to Nelson Mandela uh, and a, a speech that was given years later where everybody said Nelson Mandela, Mandela had died in prison. He hadn't, but everybody believed it. So they, they coined it the Mandela Effect. The technical uh, definition, the Mandela effect, refers to a collective misremembering of a specific fact or event. And it's a collective misremember. There's a bunch of you. Oh, no, yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. So Victor says, I don't know if it's a Mandela effect, but as a kid, I remember growing up, and it was Jiffy. And Dawn subconsciously called it Jiffy just now, too. Right. It was never called Jiffy. It's always been called Jiff. I do call it Jiff. But there are people that, that, that if, if you Google it, there's a lot like you. People's minds are like blown. Yeah. It, it, it was never called Jiffy. It's because there's a Jiffy lube out there yes. in the universe. Ah. So you, you mix the two together. Yeah. It, it, oh, my god. It gummed up the work. Saying it's, it's ironic. You go to Jiffy lube to get your oil changed in a Jiff. Ha-ha. And it's so, it's so mind-blowing. Uh, Kevin wrote in. This is an interesting way to phrase it. It says, Kyle is an idiot. Oh, no, no. But at least he knows which peanut butter is the better choice. Jif is a second-rate product. No, not and really. has likely led to the increase in peanut allergy cases. Just saying. Oh, wow. Well, that's something to throw in. Any peanut product would cause to believe. <laughs> says the queen of throwing something yeah, in. Yeah, that's right. Only I'm allowed to do it. Uh. <laughs> Uh, multiple people, by the way, uh, wrote in uh, and wanted to know, wanted to make sure that it was mentioned about Peter Pan peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, is fourth. It's right behind Skippy in terms of sales. I, I, I'm indifferent with Peter Pan. Whatever. I'm indifferent to this entire conversation. <laughs> Peter Pan now, is for kids. Uh, it, yes. A hundred percent. Now, if we are talking <sighs> the healthy brands, oh, I have mine. And it's named after a city in California. Can we all guess? Uh, Santa Cruz. Bakers oh, I was oh. going to say Bakersfield. Oh. Yeah, I, 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 I don't need a healthy peanut butter. I love the Santa Cruz brand. Oh, my God. So good. Or Justin's. Oh, no. Oh, my God. What do I do? Better than Adam's? What do I do? You buy Jif. <laughs> Diana wrote in and said, all of you are heathens. The best peanut butter that reigns supreme is Reese's yes. peanut butter. Oh, my oh. husband loves that one. You, that's, that's what right. you will always find on his shelf in the pantry is Reese's peanut butter. I forgot that they jarred that. 
<laughs> yeah, it's his fave. Um, all of this began because we were doing the uh, the food pile, uh, and uh, Kyle has been tasked to winning a million dollars by redesigning the Whopper. Uh, they're giving people a chance. you got to come up with something uh, unique. Uh, that There's 200,000 Whopper combinations. Uh, they're going to pick the best three, Burger King is, and then they're going to sell them nationwide, and the person that gets the most votes wins a million dollars. But one of the rules was uh, no allergens. And so Kyle immediately says, how about a Whopper with peanut butter? Yeah, I missed that part. And uh, <laughs> the three other stooges uh, in the studio, including me, all sit here and go, wow, that's a really good idea, Kyle. Yeah, that's, that's a really oh, popular man. thing. Doink, 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 until dozens of people write in and go, hello. That's an allergen. So. I really think it's a, our subconscious way of just not acknowledging the peanut allergy, which is, you know, maybe mean. No, 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 it's not. It's not. It's not at all mean. I mean, it's um, uh, it's um, what manslaughter. Uh, if you just don't acknowledge it, you know, say that, you know, it, because while peanut allergies can be treated, if you don't do it at a young age, they are real. So, you know, that's all. But, that, that you know, manslaughter's mean. Got it. Yeah, I think so. Got it. Yeah. Um, so uh, Dana wrote in with her idea of a Whopper. She said, how about nacho Whopper? Shredded lettuce, jalapeno, nacho cheese. Yeah, Wendy's did that with yeah. the with the corn uh, one where it had the tortilla strips and the little pieces of the corn in it. Mm. And it was it was good. I don't know if it was a million dollars worthy of winning a prize. Yeah, basic. <laughs> I don't know, nacho cheese. Oh, yum. Yeah, but it's got to be the right nacho cheese. Yeah, though. and what's unique about that? I think that's yeah. Uh, Rick wrote in about the Jif, Jiffy. So so Jif peanut butter has never been called Jiffy. And then Brandon brought up, do we call it Jiffy because there's that Jiffy lube out there? <laughs> Rick said, what about Jiffy Pop, the camping oh, popcorn? Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe all those okay. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so, we, so we had the guy writing about the Mandela effect. Then there's the, the I don't know which, which version there is, but there, there's this psychosomatic effect that I was worried was going to start yesterday. Some guy wrote in. And he said, do you guys have a fly in the studio? I keep hearing a buzzing. I'm like, a, a fly? <laughs> and and I think it was Kyle keyed in on maybe it's the studio printer, which is right at my right knee. Uh -huh. um, so I I hear it all the time, but I didn't know that anybody else could hear it. Or And Brandon posited that maybe uh, maybe uh, the, the printer needs a, a, a tune-up. Just an oil <laughs> yeah. just an oil A jiffy job. loop, yeah. yeah. Um, and I said, I said, God damn it. Now we're just going to start getting all these people. So out of nowhere. Finally you know, they can hear it. One guy yeah. says it, and now everybody's going to hear it. Well, here's our first. Took a whole day. Lisa says, I can't stop hearing your printer. Is it not oiled yet? <laughs> not yet. I, I have some oil here, but I don't know if it's if it's compatible with the spool. I don't want to ruin the printer by yeah. just shoving any any sort of oil in there. So I'm consulting with our buddies at Tech2U to see what the best product would be. Which makes sense since uh, uh, Tech2U is already working on our uh, phone problem. We can't take phone calls uh, today uh, so far. Uh, we're working on that. Uh, and uh, uh, Tech2U Tuesday is three hours from now. So at 10 a.m. we will do the Mixed Picks uh, Sportscast. That's Steve Mickelson and I every morning at 10 a.m. Rad TV, members.radradio.com. Also on the Rad Radio app uh, where it's free for everybody. And uh, if you're in Sacramento, 1047 FM, 890 AM. That's the Mixed Picks Sportscast. And today at 11 a.m. is Tech2U Tuesday hosted by Ian. And it's an all-scam Tech2U Tuesday uh, edition. So with the, the printer... Um, I, I shared yesterday that there are plenty of times I hear it and then times I don't. So is it a constant noise and I've just learned to block it out sometimes, but other times not, or does it come and go? I don't know because I mean, the printer was printing endlessly during our last segment. Yeah. I, I, I didn't notice it. 
It is a constant sound now. Oh, it's okay. just a newer development over the last week or so. Yeah, you could for me at least. I could always hear the printer just because I know when it's going off. See? But now it's it's a little louder and it's making a slightly different noise. It's making a more aggressive noise. Okay, so I think what's happening with me anyway is my level and interest of the show. Probably when I'm interested in the show, I don't hear it. That sounds and right. And then I hear it when I'm like, uh, here we go. Hopefully Boring. that's uh, that's what the yeah. maggots are experiencing. <laughs> Um, Tony wrote in, uh, so, somebody wrote in an hour ago and, and insisted that I, I give a brief uh, uh, explanation of this border crisis deal that's all over social media, cable news media. And, and in the end, all, all I thought was it points out that neither political party cares about us at all. They care about one thing, uh, controlling power. And that's it. It's an election year. They're not going to do anything to improve our lives. They never do. And, and so I did the whole thing. Tony wrote in and said, Rob, is there any way to convince you? To create a Rob's Politics podcast after the show, at least until the election, maybe once a week. Something that gives those who subscribe to Rad TV an option to hear your blah, 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 blah. Aww. Look, first of all, um, how much how much work are you going to throw at me here? <laughs> well, you're good at what you do. You're good with the speaking thing. Wonderful. I also run a company. And the adjustment between being Aww. done on the air at 10, 15, 10, 20... To being done on the air in 11.15, 11.20 was already, it was a slap in the face of, wait a minute, usually I'm an hour into the business side of things, calling clients, calling partners. Oh, by the way, I've got a prep tomorrow show. I love doing the sports show. I love it. It's half done. I've got everything back here. It's a sports show. It's got to be up to date. I mean, I prep the sports show while I'm doing this show. Um, but the real answer is, I, I, if I if I do anything like that, it won't be until after Labor Day when everybody's paying attention. I got to tell you, I don't know if I can take it. I really don't. It, it, I, I, it is such a toxic environment, and it's made toxic by, and I don't mean this directed at you, Tony. It, it's made toxic by the people, by, by society. And I just, I can't, I, I don't have a lot of times I say can't. I, I really don't. I can't deal with the people that are, that are hardcore team members of pro-Republican, pro-Democrat, pro-Trump. I can't do it. You know, we did the border thing, and right away, half a dozen people write in with their asinine emails about why the Democrats are right when it comes to the border, why Trump's right when it comes to the border, why other types of Republicans are right. When, and and it, it's all BS. It's all jaded. I'm not even looking at the other side. This, the ironic thing about all of this is the, the, rise, the rise of Rush Limbaugh was that he came along and said, you're, you're not getting all the truth. 1986 to 1989 was his big rise. You're not getting told everything. And a lot of people went, wait, Peter Jennings and Tom Brokaw are keeping things from us? And then it, the conservative media was born under the guise of we're going to tell you what they're not telling you. We're going to tell you the truth. And now they've become the problem as much as the other side of the aisle. Both sides are engaging in it, and they are poisoning and propagandizing you left and right, and you're buying it, and I just don't think I, I, don't think I can deal with it. I, I don't know how much of it I can deal with on this show. So it's not likely, Tony, but we'll, we'll see how the year progresses. Do you, you know, because it's very uh, – if you, and, and I have, and I don't daily, but I, I have, and this is where I have fallen with what I'm about to say, have really sat and thought about what is, what is it that's bothering me about this. And you know what it is? It is a deep sadness for our country that I have. Because you all have picked, do, do you know why they have the power they have? They didn't just get it because you gave it to them willingly. 
you have all decided to divide Americans. We are divided against each other. And that gives them so much power. Instead of standing up for your fellow American, you're defending Rob. When Rob's telling me these emails, I'm like, they're defending a Democrat, a Republican, or a politician. What the hell are we doing? If Americans actually came together, and I don't mean in our viewpoints, you don't want that. Then go live in China and somewhere else that they force you to all think the same. If we all came together as Americans, even though we thought differently, they quite possibly couldn't have the power they have. But you all too easily fall in line and do their bidding and fight against each other while they're off uh, making plans, making sure they all stay in power. And you, you, you put this team, the team colors on, whatever side you've chosen, and you'll defend it almost to the death of your country, which has literally happened. It is so sad. You want to know how Americans can have power and freedom? Quit uniting with your government and unite with us, the people. Hey, Brandon. Brandon? With everything going on, I was just wondering. Yeah, I can do something. If you're watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, coming up at the bottom of the hour during our next commercial break, you will get the Dogwoods Resort K9 Cam. Oh, the big little puppy. What's coming up, Brando? I've got my dog, Walter, in the house. Sawn logs, as usual. The hound snoring away, coming up at the bottom of the hour on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Now, baby, here's Dr. Rob. Doctor of Love. Eh. Doctor Rob. Not so much love today. You got a different subject here. Here's how the Doctor Rob segment works. You got a question, a comment, a problem of your own. Our phone number does not work. No. <laughs> but you can email the doctor anytime, RD at radradio.com. And remember, I am not really a doctor, thus you should suck it. Uh, this is from uh, Casey. Hey, Casey. Uh, wants advice on becoming a boss. Says, hey, Doctor Rob, I recently accepted a position as a manager at a tech company. I start Monday. I will be overseeing a team of around a dozen technical specialists. I have previously held leadership roles for other companies, but I was still doing the same technical work as my team. However, for this new position, I will be strictly supervising my team, empowering them to be successful in their positions. And I'm not expected to be doing the technical work myself, as my day will be filled with meetings and other obligations. So it used to be he was sitting there in the trenches doing the same things they were doing, but he was just the head guy in charge. Now he ain't going to be in the trenches. He's got other things he's got to do. Says, I have three main worries. They are, number one, making a good first impression on my team. Number two, earning the respect of the older members of my team, as I am in my mid-20s, but half of my team are in their 40s or older. And number three, setting myself up for failure by just doing the technical work myself if my team isn't doing things fast enough or good enough. I really would like your advice on how I can be a successful boss. Well, I don't know you personally, I've always admired your work ethic, and I've told myself that I could be like Rob. I'm sure I could succeed in any role. Thank you. That's very nice. I appreciate you identifying these three things. Let's start with them in no random or, or, or in a random order, rather. Do not do number three. Number three was setting yourself up for failure by just doing the technical work yourself if your team isn't doing things fast enough or good enough. Do not do that. That is the worst message to send to your team. They will get get out of my way. I'll just handle it. No, that is telling your team, I know better. I'm going to bigfoot you. It would have to be an extraordinary moment where you were up against a deadline and somebody just was not getting it or was not performing for you to even consider doing something like that. You sit down with them. You ask them how you can help them. You offer suggestions in a non-patronizing way. You, that, see, that one's all on you, pal. If you're inclined to say, just let me do it, then you got to get rid of that trait 
if you're going to be a supervisor, boss, manager, anything moving forward. That is that is not that it, no, that will alienate you to that person and anyone else who sees you do it immediately. Making a good impression. First of all, be positive, believe in them, empower them, um, let them know that you're there to do exactly what you said, that you are there to empower them to be successful in their positions. The way I always phrase it is I give people the tools they need to succeed and then I get the hell out of their way. Let them succeed. Now, in that case, I've hired everybody for the last 20 plus years. So I know I've hired people who are built to succeed, and I've just got to guide them in whatever way. You don't have that luxury. This is a new company. So you're getting a dozen people. You're inheriting a dozen people. You still need to do the same thing. You need to make sure that you're giving them everything they need to succeed so that you can evaluate them, watch them. And and I don't know, obviously you didn't say what your structure is. Do you, do you then have to go to someone, or do you have the, the authority to go to one of these, these team members go, uh, if you don't pick this up in 30 days, we're going to dot, dot, dot. Um, the age difference thing, I, I, I dealt with that uh, for a couple decades until I got to be super old. Now I'm the oldest guy in the room. I used to always be the youngest guy uh, in, in, in the room. Uh, now, the one, the one advantage I had uh, was the one that's been taken away from you. The, the older people, it was the same thing. My God, I was a program director when I was 19. I had a, I had a guy on in the middays who was over 50. Um, and a, a news guy who was twice my age, and, and on and on and on it, it went. One of the things is, is that I had that you don't have is I was doing, for the most part, the same thing. I, I, was, I was on the air. I was managing. I was programming. I, so they got to see that. I would, I, they would see if uh, back in the day, if a commercial had to be uh, recorded, I would just do it if, if it was a deadline thing and everybody else was busy, things like that. But that, that doesn't mean that you can't still attack this in a, in a few ways. First of all, Ask their advice. Remember, they're twice as old as you, which means they've lived twice as long as you. They have experience. They might not have wisdom. You'll find out. <laughs> but they might have a way of doing something that is completely different than what you've been taught, what you've experienced. And you'll go, wow, that's actually really smart. Now, you're not, you're not going to take all their ideas, but at least show them that you want to listen. You want to learn from them. You want to, you, you know, maybe. Maybe ask him things like, hey, how did you guys do this? You know, you've been doing this for 20 years. How, how, how did you guys used to do this? You might come up with some amazing ideas. You do have to be ready for conflict. It's very possible there's going to be, uh, uh, you know, guys in their mid-40s. I'm like, oh, another kid. Don't tell me. I've been, I've been doing this longer than you've been alive. The way you deal with that is, is uh, again, you be pleasant. You don't let them walk all over you. Um, but you, you continue to be a good manager. You know how to be a good manager. I, I really think that the, the worst part of your email is you wrote that you have three worries. You should not be worried about anything. You should be confidently going in to this new position, knowing there's a reason you got the job and identifying the potential landmines, which we will try to get you to leap around as you do this job. Well, and as an older person, sadly, there are just older people that they're just not going to give you a chance because you're young. Mm -hmm. Because you're young and you're in a role that they don't think you possibly could do because of your age. And and you can't worry about winning them over. You just hope you're going to get work out of them. They don't all need – it's like a parent. You know, kids don't have to be your best friends until maybe later when they grow up. Not everybody you work with needs to be your best friend. You are the boss. There needs to be that boundary where, yes – they respect you. Maybe they don't like you, but they respect you. And that's that's if that's the most you're going to get out of them, that's going to be really good. Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> like, that is all true, and, and especially the part that you have to understand that there are 
there look you're you're in your mid 20s and you have you have you do you have some preconceived stereotypes and notions about people twice your age because you're a human being right yes. and dawn's right <laughs> dawn's a great example on this show of someone early 50s who immediately will go to an idea the minute she hears something uh, and you can do it without even knowing the age if she hears a story about that's a stereotype of gen z oh yeah there's kids today yep and then it might turn out no actually they're our age you know so you've got to you've <laughs> yep. got to so it's important for you to know yes that's going to exist in in both directions and and be and you have to rise above it because you're the boss another parental thing they kind of go hand in hand sometimes uh being a parent and then you become a boss when you said oh, i'll just do it for you how many how many parents do you know that that has not worked out for them when they've gotten tired of their kids not doing the chores that they needed them to do and they just do it and take over. Now they're doing everything. And the kids, hello, just as people, your employees, fine, he'll just do it. I don't need to do it. They, they will cede <laughs> to laziness. <laughs> uh, here's a couple of suggestions. I got an email here from Chris. Hey, Chris. It says, soon after you start at the new company, actively seek a mentor, someone who has been in a people leadership role position for a while and can show you some blind spots that you may not see. That's always good advice. I mean, mentors that can teach you anything, whether it's a mentor within that company that can kind of give you some background on, oh, this guy, you have to watch out for this guy, <laughs> uh, or just in life in general. Uh, Mac wrote in, Cody rather, Cody wrote in and said, also let him know that his jokes now have become twice as funny. Remember, they are coworkers, not friends, right? Yeah, because yeah. you're the boss. Yeah. Yes, that's Bob true. is not a real <laughs> doctor. He only plays a doctor on the radio. Most of the time, he's full of crap. You can write to the doctor anytime, R-A-D, at radradio.com. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.